Welcome to episode 13 of In Your Corner Divorce Podcast. My name is Carly Israel and I am your host. No one wants a divorce. It is not part of the dream we had for our lives or our children's lives. For me, divorce came after years of hard work, therapy, endless discussions, and intense soul digging. When I embarked on this terrifying road, I was met with many sad faces, pity, and apologies. It felt like the world around me thought my life was over. And while the process of divorce, the legal aspects, the logistics, and the aftermath are painful and overwhelming, I refused to allow this to define me. The universe told me to reach out to a guy named Scott Simon, who I was only friends with on Facebook and knew that he had gone through a divorce and was kicking life's ass. I reached out to him, ended up on his couch, connecting for hours, and a soul-sibling relationship unfolded. Scott taught me about the concept of the North Star. How when sailors are lost in the dark and cannot find their way home, they look to the North Star to get back on course and can always find home. He explained that my children would need to be my North Star, that in all decisions, I would need to look to them to guide me. A North Star divorce is when you make your children your main focus. When all decisions are based on the question, will this make them feel emotionally safe or will this cause further harm? It is about adults putting aside our baggage, emotions, anger, and old stories. Today is a solo episode and we are going to be diving into important topics. I have an anonymous letter from one of my listeners who is seeking guidance. If you would like your letter read on this podcast, please send it to my email at inyourcornercoach at gmail.com. Dear North Star Divorce, My ex and I have been separated for almost a year now and slowly navigating through the divorce process. We've had moments where we get along well and then times where we don't even speak to one another. I try as hard as I can to show my two girls, ages nine and six, that their mother and I are still a team when it comes to parenting. As a result, I continually try to avoid conflict wherever possible and always take the high road. The issue And one of the times we fight the most is when it comes to the kids. When I'm trying to focus on parenting the best way I can, I never feel like I'm supported. For example, we had gotten the kids iPads for the holidays and put usage restrictions on them. They only get 30 minutes a day and we told them that their homework needs to be done before they can use them. A couple weeks ago, I was picking the kids up in the morning for school and my ex told me that my older daughter still needed to finish her homework. However, I could see through the parental controls that she had used her iPad the night before. When I attempted to explain my disappointment to my daughter, thinking that my ex would back me up, I was instead met with defensiveness from my ex that most of the homework was done. She then turned to my daughter and told her, it's okay, turning me into the bad guy. My older daughter also is responsible for reading 30 minutes every night, logging it, and then having a parent sign off. For the past two weeks, whenever the kids are at my house and I go to sign her reading log, I notice that the previous night when they were at their mom's, nothing has been logged. When I asked my daughter, she says she was too tired or was too late. When I probe further, it's because they had a play date that went late or some other excuse. However, there always seems to be time for her to play on her iPad. 
I'm worried that if I approach my ex with this frustration, I'm going to be met with anger, defensiveness, all the while getting no positive result, as has been the case time and time again. She turns these arguments into a competition of who's a better parent when I'm just trying to give the kids as much consistency as possible in an otherwise very uncertain time for them. What should I do? Frustrated father. Oh, frustrated father, there are so many parts of your letter that I can relate to and that I'm going to attack with you. So first of all, I just want to acknowledge that you're an awesome human and an awesome parent and an awesome father to even have these concerns because I used to be a teacher and just the fact that one or more parents is even caring about the children reading is exciting to me. So right there, your children are privileged beyond belief that they even have a parent let alone two parents who is interested in their education. So bravo. Regarding moments where we get along and moments where we don't speak to another. So here's how my divorce has been working. With all the greatest intentions, which we always have, we moved four blocks away from each other with the hope that this would be very, very connective and lots of back and forth and seeing each other, which for the most part it is. I would say between 80, 85% are divorce is a north star divorce our co-parenting is awesome we disagree over rules at our houses or how we go about doing things um no big deal the big ticket issues are usually anything that has to do with one of our partners um, and the kids or money or like a major issue and when 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 we have one of those major issues we also fall into the let's not speak to one another Um, but you don't have that option because we have children to take care of. So we speak to one another, but it's miserable and it's like a silent fight, which is how we used to fight in our marriage, which was not actually communicating. We just didn't talk. So we would go over all the things that we need to do for the kids for our back and forth, but it would just be cold and yucky. It's very unpleasant. So when those things come up, I want you to also understand that like that's part of this deal. There's no way to completely avoid it. But when they happen, what my job is as the parent who wants to have a North Star divorce is I get to build the bridge. And I complain often to the people around me who I respect and trust. Why do I have to be the one who's always building the bridge? And they say, Carly, it's because you're the one who has the tools. So... One of the things I want to tell you, frustrated father, is nobody's keeping track except for you, possibly your ex. And even though you guys are keeping track, it doesn't really matter because no one cares. (laughs) So the other part of that first thing you shared is that it's all about being a team. And what your children need from you, and I've learned this the hard way, is they need to not be put in the middle of your parenting differences and they can feel it. They know when you go to check on that log or you say something, I'm not putting words in your mouth, but this is something I've done, passive aggressive about, huh, how come your reading log wasn't signed? It's putting on them the fact that they know that their other parent didn't do whatever it is that you wanted them to do or that you decided on. And they can pick up on the frustration and then they end up having to either make an excuse for their other parent or feel ashamed or guilty, or just feel yucky and not tell you about it. And because they're nine and six, they're not going to tell you in their own words. But I have to tell you, my 14-year-old who never says anything, never complains about anything, 
sat in my car in his father's driveway because his father and I were fighting over the stupidest issue about a scheduling conflict. And we both messed up and put our kids in the middle by asking them where they wanted to go, but not freezing it in a way that made them feel like we're fighting, but like they knew. And my 14 year old got tears in his eyes and he's just like, I don't want to be the one who makes this decision. I don't want to be the one who has to deal with this. And I broke inside and I realized, oh my God, this is, we're doing it where we fell into the trap of asking the kids what they wanted and asking the kids what they needed and putting them in the, in the position where they have to basically report what's happening in either home. And it's not healthy for them. They don't want to have anything to do with this. They did not want the divorce. They did not want to have to go back and forth. They did not want to forget things at each other's houses. And they don't want to have to remind each parent to sign this log, not because their teacher's going to care because their teacher doesn't care, but because their other parent is going to care. So one of the gifts you get to give to your kids, not to your ex, it's not your ex, it's your kids and yourself, is let it go when it comes to what's happening at that other house. Here's where I want to just identify something. Obviously, if there's a physical abuse or someone is not getting their needs met, that is a whole different subject that needs outside professional help. We are talking about reading logs. My issue at my other home for my children is digital time. And I'm laughing as I'm reading your letter because I'm certain you wrote this before COVID because no child in America is doing only 30 minutes a day of digital. But let's say yours was. Let's say your child was doing whatever your restriction was. What I want to share with you is that what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, basically. What happens at my house is what my house's rules are. And what happens at your other parent's house is theirs. And in the beginning of my co-parenting, I felt insecure that what was happening at their dad's house was more fun because his rules were not as strict and his guidelines were not as clear as mine and that they were going to always prefer going there. But what I found is they prefer being at both houses because we they love their parents. And so I needed to let go of what was happening at the other person's house. The only concerns I ever needed to truly address with my co-parent about the other person's house was medication that they needed to make sure they were getting or something that had to do with their health or well-being. But not getting the reading log signed is not about that. That's just about the two of you trying to piss each other off um, and using their, your child's reading log in order to, to get that. One of the things you can do to make yourself feel off the hook so your children don't get in trouble at school would be to just send an email um, to your children's teacher without making any blame, but just saying, hey, I just want to let you know that, you know, we are divorced or going through our divorce and we're doing the best we can and we're really doing everything we can to support the kids. But sometimes the reading logs don't get signed at one or one of our houses. And it's just because, you know, we're single parents and we're doing our best. I assure you that our children are doing their best to keep up their work and please do everything you can to not make it a big deal with the kids because they're feeling stressed about it. And let the teacher know that if they have any problems or questions, they can contact both you and the other parent. And that way you're not throwing anyone under the bus to make anyone mad in the future. You're just letting the teacher know, here's a situation. Please don't make a big deal about this with my kid. Because the kid is already feeling stressed hearing you guys discuss this. So my first guidance for you is stop talking about this with your kids and with your ex. 
when they don't read at their mom's house or the log is not signed, that's not your business. If you see that it's not signed and you're not with them, you can sign it for them so they don't have to even deal with it because it's just reading. And if they're reading half the time with you, that's awesome and who cares? And we don't want the kids to feel that back and forth and we don't want to put it on them to not see their parents not backing them up. You're, we're giving them an opportunity to, to not behave well. So you want to give your ex the opportunity to look awesome in your children's eye. And that is going to be you taking the high road by signing a log, by sending that email, by not making a big deal about it, by just not picking that fight because it's not worth it. And the only other thing I would like to say about this is... You might need to let go of looking at what's happening at that house. I look at the screen time, what's happening at that house. Once in a while, I'll send like a screenshot to my kid or my co-parent if we're doing well with a like horrible emoji of like my hand over my face being like, hello, what's happening there? But I would never send that to your co-parent if you guys are not getting along well because it will not be taken lightly. And the only other thing I would like to share with you is that you're doing a great job and you don't need to get into a competition about who's a better parent because you guys are both great parents, it sounds like. And the only thing your children need is to not feel the yuck in between both of you. In the forms that I anonymously had filled out by children of divorce, one of the things that all the children said is they can't stand feeling put in the middle of their parents and that they feel that tension. So frustrated father, I hear you, pick your battles well. You will have real battles to pick down the road, and this is not one of them. Thank you so much for writing in. I appreciate your courage, and keep it up. And if you need to, read an hour with your kids. Read, Let them read 30 minutes at your house, and then you read 30 minutes to them. And just know that they are gonna feel safe and secure in both houses if they don't have to worry about what the other parent is gonna say about what happened at that other house. Before we end this episode, I just want to go over a topic that I think is so important. It's actually the two rules that I tell the clients I work with when I'm coaching divorce clients. And um, I do coaching for divorce clients who are either starting the divorce in the middle of their divorce or post-divorce who realize that they don't want to mess up their kids and want to do the intensive work it takes to get rid of their stuff that's blocking them, to get through to forgiveness, to get to a place where they can envision a life that they're excited about living and where their children feel safe and secure. So here's my two rules that I am very, very clear black and white on and that I'm not willing to budge on and I hope you won't either. I personally think no matter how hard your co-parenting relationship is that if you follow these two rules no matter how uncomfortable they are for you that you will create an environment for your children that's going to be above and beyond most divorced families so here's rule number one and it is black and white nothing goes around this and the rule number one is no matter what we never say anything negative about our children's other parent in front of our children or in earshot. That doesn't mean you're not ever allowed to say anything negative about them. I do. As much as I love that my co-parent is the father of my children because we made beautiful children that we massively love, there are times where I cannot 
understand him because we're going through a fight. And when I'm going through a fight, I don't like anybody because we're going through a fight. So I have my people and I have my inventory tools that I use to deal with my anger and frustration about him. My children are not those people. They are emotional sponges. And I heard um, an expert say that it is more damaging to a child to say something mean or negative about their parent in front of them than it is for most abuses to them. That that is sacred no matter what their parent is like and that we do not speak negatively about them. It frustrates um, my boys sometimes when they complain to me about something that's happening that they're struggling with with their dad. And I am like, you know, the person next door that's like got a smile on their face and baking cookies and I'm that's what I feel like I'm trying to do when I'm trying to talk to them about it. And I just try to point out to them the things about their dad that are awesome and that their dad loves them. I acknowledge and empathize like what they're going through, but I will not bash anybody. I will not bash him in front of them. And no matter how hard this is, I have to walk away and go in the other room or go outside or do whatever I have to do to deal with my emotions because they cannot hear it coming out of my mouth. And this includes family and friends. I had an incident a couple of years ago where one of my boys called me crying because he was with his father's family and they were on a vacation and they were all gathering around looking at pictures and there was a picture that I was in and with the rest of the family and one of the family members said, oh, we need to delete that one. And it was because I was in it and my son heard it and it broke his heart and I couldn't do anything other than to say to him I'm so sorry that you had to hear that I love you so much and this is just another reason why we just don't talk poorly about each other but what I took away from that is he was really upset that that was said but he was more upset that he didn't hear his father step in and say, we're not going to talk about my children's mother like that. And what our children need from us, if we, if they ever hear someone talking badly about us, because we're not going to talk badly, that's our rule. But if we ever hear, if they ever hear someone around them talking poorly about their parent and their other parent is in earshot, that other parent, which is us, we need to stand up and say, very clearly that's not okay because our kids need to see us standing up for their other parent because it hurts them so badly so that's rule number one no negative things about your other parent in front of the children and if you hear anyone else saying it you have to shut it down and number two this is so hard for my clients but i don't care if you don't want to mess up your kids if you don't want your kids to grow up and become people who mess up their kids and who get in relationships and marriages and then deal with it poorly, then this is the other rule that you have to follow. And I don't care what your reason why you don't want to follow this is. And it is, we sit with each other at all events. I'm just going to let that marinate for a second. We sit with each other at all events. Here's the reason why. It is not fair for our children to be at their choir concert to stand there with all their friends singing and to look 
for us in the crowd to see one of us and then to have to scan the entire crowd all the way across the room to find the other one of us and to always feel visually split between their parents. If they're at their game or their racetrack or their play or their competition or whatever they're at, we sit together. I don't need to sit on their lap. I don't need to hold their hand. I need to sit in the same area. If I need one other stranger in between us or another couple in between us, awesome. As long as our children can look one way and see both parents waving and smiling and taking pictures. That is it. If you can't do that for your children, then there's going to be a lot more work we're going to need to do before we can even get to a place of freedom because that's just selfish. You're not unsafe. You're just going to sit in a a public event right near each other so your children don't have to look in two different directions. So those are my two massive rules. I know they're really uncomfortable and I really don't care because it's the only way your children are going to get free and you're going to feel free and they're going to feel happy and secure. For all my listeners, if you have an issue you would like my guidance on, please send me an anonymous letter, email, to inyourcornercoach at gmail.com and maybe your letter will be read on one of the next episodes. Remember, we get to write the next chapter for our kids, for ourselves, and for the world around us.